Welcome to the Growing the Good Life podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Roberts, and today I want to talk about seed starting space management and what I call the Goldilocks approach. Uh, as you know, some people start seeds early. You are more likely, most likely, I should say, probably seeing people starting seeds and lots of videos about seed starting. And that is gearing up right now for our growing season. Um, you don't have to start seeds early. Um, you could always just pop seeds in the ground, and that works great for different varieties or different types of vegetables like beans, peas, okra, corn, some some things like radishes, beets, carrots. They prefer to be direct seeded right into the ground. Um, but you might want to start seeds early if you need high volume of production and you have to time everything critically. You might also choose to start seeds if you want to or need to reduce the weed pressure in your growing beds. Some varieties like onions are particularly sensitive to weed pressure. So on this podcast today, I want to help you understand and make the choices of if you choose to grow indoors under grow lights, how do you decide which trays to get? So on this podcast, we'll dive into the factors that can influence that decision. And I will talk to you about how I make that decision for myself. The main point, and let's get right into it, is the balancing act that goes on between the space under your grow lights, which is precious paid space, and this desire to start everything early. So if you go too big with your cell, the cells in your trays, then your paid space under the grow lights is wasted. You need more soil to fill those trays, and that soil takes energy to heat up. So you definitely don't want to use cells, cells that are too big or are overkill for what you're doing. And you don't want to go too small either, because if you go too small in your seed trays, in your individual cells in the seed trays, your seedlings can be more likely to become root-bound and experience transplant shock, which is a real thing. And they can also dry out more quickly. So there's a balancing act between um, if you have a large seedling, something that becomes very large and needs to be in the tray for a long time, you don't want that cell to be too small because there won't be enough soil. It will grow. It will, it will dry out too quickly and you'll have a bad experience with it. So there is there are some best practices that I have come to know based on trial and error specifically. And I want to talk to you about those and what I do in my experience of what works. But ultimately, this will be your decision as you grow different varieties of food and flowers under grow lights. You're going to decide what cell sizes work best for you to maximize what you can start under that paid space, under that paid real estate that are under the grow lights. Because the grow lights cost money to purchase, the racks cost money to purchase, the electricity costs money. So all of that, you want to get in your mind. You kind of want to think about this like, I want to start as many as I can in those precious controlled conditions. And then I want to, uh, then I want to pot up and move things out. And, and then at that point, things become less critical. So in my experience, uh, for tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, tomatillos, I use a 32-cell tray and I don't pot up from that if I'm growing for my own garden. So a 32-cell tray has 32 individual cells in it in a 1020 uh, overall size. So 
those are pretty, I think they're about two and a quarter inches square. So it's a pretty good size cell. And what I find is that these transplants that need to be in those cells for a long time, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, tomatillos, and they grow to a pretty large size. For me, um, if I am using or growing them in my own garden, I pop those seeds in that 32 cell cup and I just grow it in that under the grow lights the entire time. And then when I'm ready to put them out, I harden them off and then I put them in the ground in my garden. And that works great for me. It's less muss, less fuss. I don't have a ton of those to put in my own garden because I grow inside a deer fence. So I don't have a ton of space available. So I have to be really choosy about what varieties I do grow. And so a 32 cell tray, one or two of those is, uh, is all the peppers I'm going to be growing right? So I don't have to worry about that. So 32 cell trays for tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, tomatillos, if I'm growing them in my garden, for my garden. I also have a seedling sale. And so when I'm growing those items, those varieties for the seedling sale, I will put them in a 72 cell tray. And that has simply put 72 cells in the growing tray. I will grow them in there for approximately a month to a month and a half, and then I will pop them up into larger pots to sell because that's what I will sell to the consumer who buys those seedlings from me. So that makes sense. So I'm not, I'm not potting up everything for my own garden. I just pop things in once and leave it. But if for other folks, I want to start as many of those seedlings for the seedling sale as I can, right? I want to grow as many of those as possible, but then I want to pot them up once they've germinated for things like artichokes. I put them in a 50 cell tray because they have leaves that splay out into their neighbor's cells very quickly. If you've ever grown artichokes from seed, you know what I mean. They're beautiful. They look like little Jurassic Park type plants. They're really pretty, but the leaves are quite large um, pretty early on. And so I put those in slightly larger cells than a 72 cell tray. Then I do pot them up to four inch pots. And the reason I do that is I need artichokes need to vernalize. And that just means that they need to experience cold temperatures that are above freezing, but below 40 so that they can um, be pushed to put forth that growth that is the immature flower blossom that we all know of as the artichoke, and that's what we eat. But they are not inclined to do that the first year unless they think they've been through a winter. And we trick them into thinking that they've been through a winter by putting them, I do, put them in a refrigerator that's set at around 35, 36 degrees. So I do that with those pots. So I put, I pot it up and then I pot them up into the four, four inch pots. And then I put trays of those in my refrigerator to fertilize and then I sell them. So those are taken care of. So that's why I do artichokes the way that I do. Now for things like lettuce, lettuce can go a couple different ways. You could put lettuce in a 72 cell tray, or you could put it in an even smaller tray, a 128. So there are 128 cells in a single tray. Those are tiny. Those are great for if growing lettuce to just pop into your own garden or just if you don't, if you're ready, if you know you can take the lettuce out within three weeks to a month and you can pop it in the ground, by all means, put it in that 128 cell tray and go for it because you're going to be able to grow more lettuce to feed your family. The downside is if you don't think you could put the lettuce out within three weeks to a month, I would put it in a 72 cell tray. Because that added soil and added space is going to give the lettuce the ability to live a bit longer until you can move it where you need it to be. Um, if you put anything in a 128 cell tray, 
uh, please make sure that you look at it to wa- look at it for uh, you know watering twice a day. You might water in the morning and at night because those cells are so small they do dry out pretty quickly. But for lettuce, kale, um, I put those routinely in 72 cell trays. Grow them in the in the greenhouse for I don't know between four and six weeks, and then pop them right out into the ground, and they do very well. So um, things like beets, I also will put them in a 128. Uh, tray. They don't like to be messed with, no muss, no fuss. So we get those in and out pretty quickly because beets don't like to have their roots messed with. And quite honestly, I sometimes will direct sow those. Just depends on what my goals are. If I'm trying to get beets into the ground as quickly as possible, I might start a tray early and then just pop those in as soon as I can work the soil. But if I've got time to waste or wait and I don't want to pop them into the ground immediately, then I can just wait to direct sow those. And then finally, I want to talk to you about what I do for onions, leeks, shallots, and scallions. Now, these are all in the allium family. I love growing these because there aren't a lot of pests at the seedling stage. So I can, you know, grow these at any any time outside in the sun. And I don't have to worry about pests. If you've ever grown cabbages or other brassicas, you know that there's a lot of, there are a lot of, pests that you'll have to contend with. And you don't have that problem with onions, leeks, shallots, and scallions. So I put those in the bottom of a 1020 tray, the actual bottom. I don't put them in uh, seed starting inserts. I don't put them into any sort of cell trays. You could, I just choose not to because this works well for me. I put soil in the bottom of that tray. I figure out what I want in that tray. Sometimes it's all onions. If I'm growing a lot, sometimes I partition it so I can have different types in the same tray. I'll broadcast those seeds, cover them up, water them. I let them grow for two to three months in that tray, and then I plant them out with great success. And that is really, really good light management. That approach works well for me because I just have that one single tray that can have hundreds of dollars worth of food in it, and it's not taking up much space under my grow lights. So That is my approach to this. I wanted you to understand, just in case you were contemplating doing this for yourself and maybe you had some questions, I wanted to make sure that you had my point of view on it in case that would be helpful to you. I've learned a lot of these lessons through trial and error, and um, it doesn't sound like using the wrong size tray would be catastrophic, but it can be very time-consuming and a very... time-consuming lesson if you use the wrong trays and you have a lot of seedlings that you're dealing with. So I don't want that for you. I want you to learn from my mistakes, and, and I hope that this was helpful for you. As always, I know that you could be anywhere, and you chose to spend this time with me, and I am so grateful to you, and I want you to have a great rest of your day. Get out there and get growing.